Hello and welcome to episode 20, 20, which I want to get to in a minute because what an accomplishment, but episode 20 of the Anti-Racist Economy with Kim Creighton. As the anti-racist economist, Kim is dedicated to building a future that is supremacy, coercion, discrimination, and exploitation free. And each episode, join Kim and myself, Erin Mills, as we discuss the intersection of current events, pop culture, social change, ever exploring the critical dynamics of anti-racism and psychological safety in the workplace and beyond. So Kim, congratulations on episode 20. I feel like we should take a moment. Yes, that is huge. I mean, yeah, because this was an idea that you had last year and as busy as our, as, as, our schedules are not the same at all. And as complex and, and we're, we we have made this commitment and we stuck it out. And I'm really proud of us because it could have been easy to say, oh, this is a lot, you know? I know. I mean, 20 under our belt, that's pretty legit. We have a library content, folks. Like go check it out if you haven't. Like pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. yeah, yeah. Of, of various topics. I love the variety that we, we talk about. The, and, and the fact that going back to, you know, it's the fact that our schedules are such that we know that we we committed to doing a two-hour slot so we can get two episodes in a month so that we can have two episodes a month. And just how we've been able to navigate that. And and when I was sick, we had to, you know, reschedule. And, you've been, and it's just the fact that it's we've committed to it. We, we, right. make, we make the time in our schedules. Yeah. It's really interesting. I feel like and, uh, some, uh, commitment in, includes a, a huge amount of grace. We talk a lot about grace, mm-hmm. right. You know, and, and ingenuity. I, you know, I had to be out when we had a death in the family, you had a co-host come on, yes. and you, you know, and like really creative solutions, just to, but to honor the commitment and to keep yeah. To keep going. So, yeah. Yeah. We've done, I mean, I've had laryngitis, you've had COVID, like <laughs> we've, you know, and we just figure it out, you know, yeah. like how do we work through this? Muting ourselves on cough. Exactly. And, exactly. You, know, you, exactly. you articulating for me when I couldn't speak. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what have you been up to? Well, I actually just returned from a business trip. I was in Orlando this past week. And let me tell you something, if you're going to go to Orlando, you might not want to go in July because uh, (laughs) I feel like I got a taste of some of your heat. uh, (laughs) I mean, it was, whoo, it was steamy down there. Yeah. And and it's hotter. And last week was hotter. It was hotter than normal. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's down in Orlando and as we were just discussing before we hopped on yesterday, I was there when DeSantis decided to suspend uh, the prosecutor, Monique, is it Worrell? Worrell. I want to, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it. I don't even, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she decided, he decides to suspend a prosecutor and put it in a a replacement and it, and it took over the news cycle yesterday. And it just, all of the news, I mean, I'm a local news binger. I love it. I, I, you know, my husband teases me. He's like, you watch the news, then you watch Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. Like <laughs> you are a very specific demographic. I'm like, but I grew up on that. My grandmother would watch, would do this, yeah. you know, so I'm a yeah. local news junkie. So when I get to a new city, I love watching the local news, understanding the flavor and the nuance. Yeah. It's something about it. It's like, I just love it. And the local news down there, I was just really taken aback by not only this, which was just the icing on the cake, but just how much unrest I was seeing um, in, you know, in Florida, we hear about it, but when you're experiencing it firsthand on a local level, uh, it was kind of disarming. And then 
amid all that, I get a, I get a, I get a note from you and you shared a tweet with me at, well, whatever we're calling it. <laughs> no, it's going to be a tweet. Damn it. I, I'm not doing all that extra shit. <laughs> yeah. Talk, yeah. Talk about disarming every time. I see exactly. The and I'm like, what? Um, but so you share, so here, we, so here I am in Florida, I'm experiencing some of this unrest and uh, political, I'll just go ahead and say corruption firsthand. And I get this post from you and it's about how Florida's convention business is beginning to suffer, you know, as a slew of hate-driven anti-woke bills are getting signed into legislature, right? And the effects of uh, DeSantis on, you know, the convention business, which is the, which is the, one of the biggest, if not the biggest faction. I mean, there's obviously the tourism that Disney brings, mm-hmm. but then there's all the convention business in Florida mm-hmm. and folks are pulling out. Yep. Folks are pulling out. And we had, you know, we've been marching toward this, this big milestone in the future is free franchise. This, we were going to launch the future is free experience mm-hmm. in Miami in December. And so you brought this to my attention and you said, we need to have a serious conversation about, are we prepared to, to, to host this event? And yeah, so I'd love to get, you know, your thoughts on what, you know. Well, um, let me back up because when you said it happened yesterday in Orlando and he, um, he replaced the prosecutor, let's be very clear. She had, she was elected with 67% of her constituents. She has 67% of her constituents votes and he replaced her because, and she won 67% on a progressive message, on progressive uh, policing, on progressive um, 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 uh, jurisprudence. And he replaced her with a black man from the Federalist Society. And what's happening, and so what she talks about, because I watched her on the news this morning, what mm-hmm. he's doing is he is um, moving, also he's moving um, judges and, and, and um, around so that he can have um, pockets. And that's, so, <clears throat> so the whole situation, if you're looking at just from a legal standpoint, Mm-hmm. We're not even talking about conventions then. We're not even talking about economics. Just out of nowhere, you just fire somebody who was duly elected, right? Um, and and their constituents are now upset. It's it's and, and it's so chaotic. There's no strategy around it, it feels like he wakes up every morning and decides who can I fuck today? Right. And and it, and it's like. And the first thing that comes to his head or the first thing he sees on the news or the first email or the first turdy shits out is the answer to whatever the hell he's going to fuck with today. And <clears throat> I wanted to have this conversation because, yes, it's when we first started talking about this at the beginning of the year. Florida was he had already started doing what he was doing. But since that time, we've gotten. Um, slavery was a benefit. We've gotten. Um, uh, 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 shit, it's so much that's gonna, okay, this person being fired, we've gotten, um, uh, uh, there is no fucking people leaving the state for insurance purposes. Um, like the company, it's just like a shit storm. And then there was this, um, um, the last few days, um, maybe a week ago, that these these former um, governors, lieutenant governors, and stuff of Florida came together and wrote a, a wrote a, a, a I don't know what it's called, but on behalf of Disney, saying that he's going too far. I mean, these are former Republicans are saying he's going too far, right? And 
it concerns me because our our role, our whole ethos is supremacy, coercion, discrimination, and exploitation free. And our hope for, or my hope in envisioning the future's free experience was to, um, while not as a part of Art Basel, but while you have those thousands of people there in a creative space to bring this down and to prioritize um, trans, uh, transgender, non-binary, and gender non-conforming individuals. And my thought at the time was, we're doing it because everybody can't leave. Just like Dwayne Wade, he took his trans child and left the state. Everybody can't leave. So I was like, we can't bring, we could take it to them. Mm -hmm. But as I'm reading this stuff, I have, there's some things, that, again, I prioritize the most vulnerable. I'm looking at the guiding principles. Everybody on this team, nobody on this team actually lives in Miami. So we're not in, in on the ground. We don't have real community ties, particularly to the trans, non-binary, and gender non-conforming community in Miami, um, even though that's who we want to prioritize. And I have serious concerns that even with my resources, which are very limited, that we wouldn't be able to protect them and keep them safe in that environment. Um, yes, we wanted to go celebrate them, but we're not there to protect them in case in their revelry with us that causes something to happen when we're not there. And I just did not feel comfortable about that. So the team met this morning and we decided that we will not do it in Miami but we will keep our commitment to prioritizing this group of individuals, but we'll do it virtually. And that is, it's not ideal because it's not what we wanted, but it's the best we can do. And this is what, and this is what people don't get about when I talk about supremacy, coercion, discrimination, and exploitation free. And when I talk about profit without oppression, that we need to move slower. We need to think more um, deliberately. We need to be, think more, um, have nuanced conversations. Um, because yeah, we could go down there and rock it out. We could go out there and have a great event. But with the current climate, in particular, when we're talking about doing it every year, as I start thinking about, okay, if we don't do it this year and we come next year, that next year will be right after the damn election. And who the hell, I don't want to be outside of my house between election 2024 and damn inauguration 2025. I just don't want to be outside my house. And so there's a lot to think about. And, and it's so disheartening because it can it can seem like well, some of the questions like we want to be we want to be defiant like fuck you fuck you but this is these are not our lives this is not our lives this is not our home and i would not i would be devastated if i learned that anything we did caused this anybody but particularly this group to be targeted so that is what we've decided <laughs> mm -hmm. No, and no, we're going to make the best out of it. <laughs> we, we are. And what I love is, again, to hearken on the guiding principle. I mean, intention without strategy of chaos. And here, again, we have all the best intentions. It was, you know, such that it's such that you have to really, really, really think, okay, this is what we were intending to do. This is the community we wish to support in this capacity. So, so we started brainstorming today. Okay. So how can we still do that? What's the alternative? Exactly. Right. What's the alternative? And that's a word we talk a lot about yep. on the podcast and in our meeting yeah. alternatives, right? How yep. do you work 
within the system because you have to, but how do you create alternatives? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so I think everyone can stay tuned because the future of free is free experience is still coming soon to a location near you. Uh, so stay tuned for that because we have a lot of ideas about how we're going to bring this to life um, yeah. and how it can have even a broader impact than I think. And I was about to say, I think now because of that, we're more determined yeah. than ever. We're more like, okay, yeah. damn it. If you, I, I got your ass, we can't yeah. come here, but we're going to make this shit so damn good. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So good. Well, it's a good, this conversation is a great segue into this week's trigger. Mm. Um, you know, and you mentioned, you said, I mean, we all know that right now DeSantis is puppeting curriculum that says there were benefits to slavery. Mm -hmm. And you shared with me something I had no idea about. Uh, speaking of quote unquote benefits of slavery, um, the French economy is benefiting quite a bit uh, <laughs> from slavery to this day. This this day. Day. And yes. I was absolutely shocked when you shared this information. Well, let's let's back up. Let's say yeah. colonialization. Colonialization, excuse yes. me. Exactly. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 So so um, what it comes down to is, you know, and I have the statistic, but but essentially to to you know, do, do you want to sort of summarize? I mean, I can summarize basically. No, you what go I've ahead. Learned. Okay. Yeah. But essentially, and I'm just gonna reference my notes, it's just an interesting, interesting is not the word. Um no, they're interesting. They're very I mean, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is probably a we don't put, we're not putting a value statement on it, but they're yeah. very interesting. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> but essentially, uh, the idea here is that when various African countries wanted to sort of secede, if you will, from, from French domain, uh, they essentially were required to pay these significant taxes um, and to have to continue to assimilate to their currency structure, which was unfavorable and, and they were benefiting as well, uh, continuing to use the, the franc. And to the tune of even to this day, $500 billion of the French budget is from African money. And so what happened through, through like a, a series of these like quote unquote successions where an African leader would ascend to power, uh, they would try to kind of extricate themselves from, from you know, from, basically they yeah. wanted to keep the french out of their country yeah basically they, they're just like okay we got this you know and the french essentially said we have to do this or else and anytime someone tried to rise against it they were assassinated like there's yep. just a, like unbelievable amounts of assassination um i think the number was like like over 56 attempts mm -hmm. or actual mm -hmm. assassinations of of these african leaders um and so i think and we can get into some of the more startling statistics but um, there's other things too, you know, including even to this day, these first right of refusal and trade writers. Yeah. So essentially, if you have a product or service in an African nation that you want to export, France has the first right of refusal on that. And even if they refuse that, they can decide whether or not you can import or export with another country. It's, it's, it's completely, um, and it was interesting because the fact that you didn't know about it is not surprising because in the same article we were reading, mm -hmm. a lot of the UE countries didn't know about it until France started um, go, until the whole EU process. And that's when they, a lot of the Scandinavian countries realized mm -hmm. that this was going on and they thought it was 
immoral, but they didn't stop it. They didn't well, say they didn't make it a, a stipulation of for you to become a, for France to become a part of EU. You need to cut this out. Right. They've technically, quote unquote, denounced it. Yes. You know? But like, what good is that? <laughs> well, let me just read. Let me just read some just the headline. So um, yeah. one there. So there are 11 points. So one is colonial debt for the benefit of uh, French colonization. So um, newly independent countries should pay for the infrastructure built by France in the country during colonialization. So this goes back to also when we talk about DeSantis, that whole idea that Africans were climbing trees and bopping each other on the head before white folks showed up. Not that we built Ethiopia and Egypt and Morocco. I mean, we built what we were scientists, we were engineers, we were all of that. And so to say that French, that there was nothing in the country, even if there was nothing in the countries, as if these people could not, if given the resource, if if being able to, to benefit from the resources that are in their country, they couldn't build their own shit. So now they have to pay France for their infrastructure. So that's that's the that's one. Number two is um, they have to put all their money in the <laughs> in the French uh, and monetary. So African um, countries should deposit their national monetary res reserves in France Central Bank, and then they don't fucking have just access to that. So they have to put their money in, and this is where you get to when you're talking about five hundred million billion dollars mm -hmm. that is in the French economy that is actually. African money that they cannot even it's, that they can't even say says African countries do not even have access to this money. Um, French allows them to access only five fifteen percent of the money uh, in a given year. If they need more than that, they have to borrow it um, the extra money from their own sixty five percent of the um, of the tr French treasury, um, and. To make things more tragic, French impo France imposes a cap on the amount of money the countries can borrow from the reserve, and that cap is fixed at 20%. Um, if the country needs to borrow more than 20% of their own money, France has, has a veto. You, your money, so basically, you have you bank with whoever the hell you bank with. We're going to call it Bank of Bank of today. So you work, you bank at bank of the day, you put your money in your, your put your money in bank of the day. You want to be able to take your money out whenever you need your money to pay your rent, right? If your rent goes up and it's more than that, what that 15% bank of the day is going to make you borrow money at a cost because <laughs> it's right. borrowing. They're not right. saying it's getting, so there's a fee there's interest attached to that when you have money sitting there mm -hmm. and telling you it's for your benefit. So that's, that's, that's another one. Um, and then you talking about the first right to refuse. Yeah. France has mm -hmm. the first right to buy any natural resources. From, so, it, okay, let me finish. First has the right to buy, um, uh, France has the first right to buy any natural resources found on the land of its ex-colonies. And only after France says, I'm not interested, that the con the African countries are allowed to seek other partners. Right. And I misspoke. I said services. It, it's relative to products, but yes. 
Yes, mm-hmm. ex- exactly. Mm-hmm. It's natural resources. Mm-hmm. All natural of that resources. shit. They're digging mm-hmm. out of the goddamn ground. Mm-hmm. Um, number four, priority to France, France interests and companies and public procurement of um, public bi- and binding. So France has, in, a, in the award of government contracts, France companies must be considered first, not African. But France companies must be considered first, and only after these con- countries could look, uh, and only then they, can they look elsewhere. Um, it doesn't matter if the African cult- countries can obtain better value for their money. So just in those four things, economically, everything that people say about Africa, this is what really, this is what really fucks me with me when you see these, these. Sarah McLaughlin ass fucking commercials. Um, I remember growing up with the whole Ethiopia with the baby with the distended stomach and like, oh, right. they and be fed with the flies in their the flies eyes. on their mouth. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. it's 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 the whole narrative, the whole marketing that Africa is a backwards ass country, and yet y'all keep exploring it and 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 make it impossible for them to get stand up. It's what how black people are treated in the United States. Every time black folks got tried to get together to for financial benefits, it was utterly destroyed. I mean, people were massacred in the same manner. And so when people get these narratives, or oh, this is why Africa's the way it is, this is why blacks in the US are no, you don't know the whole, whole fucking story. People are trying to uh, trying to play a game with their hands behind their black backs, with the blindfolds on, with their feet tied together. This is why whiteness is mediocre and unremarkable. It never plays on an even track. This is why equality does not exist. And for people to want want to have these equality, how the hell can you have an equality conversation when France is still to this day exploiting these countries in this way? And one of them, Niger, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but they're now in a civil fucking war. Didn't think you want to add before I go to the next um, ones? Or you can no. take the next few. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, well, speaking of war, right? You know, they basically, France has an exclusive right uh, to supply military equipment and train the military officers, right? So they have a bunch of grants and defense agreements. So this is number five on, on the list of the article referring to. Um, Africans have to send their senior military officers for training in France mm-hmm. uh, or French-run training facilities. Um, and so France has trained hundreds, even thousands of traders, right, is, is what they're saying. And they nourish them. And then they're they're dormant when they're not needed, and then they activate them when they need them for a coup. And like that's, yep. There have been so many coups because of this, um, and so. And the U.S. isn't is is it's done the same thing. You, uh, um, I, I I think I've said mentioned this to people. Y'all need to go to Netflix and watch the family, the documentary, the family. It's about how the 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 that prayer breakfast they do every year. How we have, and people might not, ain't gonna be happy about this because I'm about to say how we use Christianity in the same way, and it is, and we've we've taken that, and 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 a lot of these countries in Africa have adopted Christianity, and we in the U.S. have used 
Christianity, particularly the Bible, to justify the atrocities that we have um, in the U.S. We're talking about um, what is it? Uh, um, oh, um, not imminent domain, manifest destiny. That was all justified <laughs> in the Bible. <clears throat> and you need to watch um, the uh, the family because, and I brought that. I just lost my, lost my train of thought, but I brought that up because the U.S. has done the same thing. We are cool. <laughs> facilitators around the world. And this is where I, I, I love when people are like, this is not who we are. This is exactly who the fuck we are. This is exactly who we are. We have inserted ourselves in the countries around the world and then quote unquote made them dependent on us because we've refused to allow them to be dependent on themselves. Because if they are, then we don't have the power. When they are those natural resources, we got to negotiate with them fairly. Now, France doesn't have to negotiate with these countries fairly. I know, I'm, I'm thinking back to you know, like history classes and just, again, the, manip the manipulation <laughs> that, that is cloaked in- The indoctrination. Patriotism. Yes. And, you know. Yes. As if we are the, we are mm -hmm. the soul- our 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 presence on the world stage is is liberator is to bring democracy yeah our version of democracy has, has caused a lot of fucking harm around the world mm -hmm. right yeah and it's just always the, the sense that 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 we are the true north like that's what yes. other countries should that a, that a quote-unquote mm -hmm. american exceptionalism yep mm -hmm. And when you think you're exceptional, then you there's no space for you to grow. There's no space for you. There's what am I? I don't need to learn anything. I'm exceptional. I don't need to change. I'm exceptional. Oh, you got harmed by my my what I did? Then that's on you because I'm exceptional. Or even worse, you got harmed. Oh, that was in your best interest. I did that to help you out. If that don't sound like being in an abusive relationship, what the hell does? Right. Well, it's it's interesting. The victimization for benefits, for our benefit, it, you know, it's, it's when you see the Sarah McLaughlin commercials. I mean, just think, I grew up, yes, I grew up watching. I, I know exactly the commercial you're talking yes. about. We all do. The distended ba ba yeah. baby or the belly, the distended belly, mm -hmm. the baby, the mm -hmm. flies. Um, and, and you also just, need to watch Poverty Inc. I can't remember what thing that's on, but it's about how NGOs, which are these, um, which are these charities. Yeah. The non-government organization. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And how they've decimated economies around the world and to, to the U S's benefit. Mm -hmm. Kenya had the most diverse cotton crop in the world. Now Kenya has to import cotton because when you give shit away for free, who the fuck's going to pay? It's the same thing with Uber. It's the same thing with Amazon. But we don't want to talk about it. It's when you undercut something, you destroy the industry there. Like Tom Shoes. People just love them to Tom Shoes. Um, you, buy, you buy a pair, you get one free. It has decimated the cobbler businesses in other companies. Because why would you pay for shoes when they're giving you shoes for free? And then it becomes a perpetual cycle because now there are no cobblers in the in the town anymore. So now mm -hmm. we need we rely on these free shoes because we don't have the funds to get, 
to get shoes. Right. Right. So here we're back at intention without strategy. Yeah. No, I would say I challenge that it's not a strategy. I challenge that it was not a strategy. I challenge that these folks don't know the harm because we have too much history to say that this, how this shit works out. I challenge that it's not a strategy. Understood. Right. So, right. Okay. I hear you. I hear you. What the intent, what they didn't expect is for folks to find out about it. Right. Like all going back to DeSantis, all that shit he's been doing, like it didn't, I didn't, people did not know until these, these um, prosecutors that he's been moving judges around. I, I haven't heard about that in the news. Right. Oh, I agree. I, yes. And to be clear, I wasn't, it, when I said intention without strategy, I was referring to like the Tom shoes model or, or just like these organ, the NGOs who, mm-hmm. you know, who, who think they're doing good or, or, or maybe, you know, but see, I challenge that again, a lot okay. of that is white saverism. It's, it's, yes. it's all rooted in the same thing because how do you think you're doing good? If, if I give you a dollar and over 70% of that goes to administrative costs, that's not, how is that? How is that helping? Mm-hmm. The people I'm, I'm, I'm told that you, you helping. Like, I remember, oh my God, I remember because my dad had one, had one of these, he had one of them damn, you know, when you said he'd be as an adopted kid. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just send you the damn picture. Mm-hmm. Who's to say they didn't ever, they didn't send a thousand people that same goddamn picture, right. but it was that same thing. Yeah. I, don't send me, how much money is it costing you to send pictures out? Right. Oh Yeah. Well, that's what I, I know. And then, uh, oh, the free T-shirt, the ASP. Yes. A, you get the free T-shirt or you send me my uh, address labels. Like, don't send me address labels. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it is. And so the reason, folks, that we're talking about it this way, I'm bringing it up this way, is because I don't want people, y'all to think, oh, that's just them over there. Or that just happened in that situation. Because it didn't just happen in that situation. It doesn't just happen over there. It happens everywhere. Right. And the U.S. uses fear of China, of of um, of um, North Korea, of Russia. Yeah, they're threats, but we ain't walking in those. Our, our shit stink too. Right. We have our CIA has been behind a lot of shit in other countries because this is one of the reasons Haiti can't ever get off the ground because they owe France money. So what did you stop? You stopped on number. The, uh, oh, you talked about number, the troops. Yeah. Well, so, yes, they're kind of co they're co-involved, but yeah. And so I mean, number seven is obligation to make French the official language of the country and the language of the education. Now I can know this because the, when I was in Paris, one of the people who were at was at my um the reception who worked at the hotel that I was in, he was from Togo. Mm-hmm. And the reason he could get, because um, English is the language of most Africans because we colonize those places, but, but he could get, because he spoke French. So he could, when he went to France. Um, and so when you make a language, and that was, that's one of the things that was so, has been so detrimental to bring Africans to, in, enslaved Africans to the U.S. is they stripped us of our names. They stripped up of our communities and they stripped up of our religion and they stripped up of our language. 
So the fact that you're forcing these countries, because they have languages, they had language, they were able to communicate before France fucking showed up. And so the fact that their language can't be their official language is that's exploitation. That's 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 that is so gross. Because who do you you have a name? You're Aaron. You have a faith or whatever, even if it's atheist or whatever, what you believe in something mm-hmm. and you have a language. Number eight, obligation to use Frank, uh, France colonial money. This is this right here fucked me up because France is, uses the, the goddamn euro. So you're forcing them to use currency that they can only use with you. Which makes, hell yeah, you might as well have first right of refusal because they can't pay for shit else if it's all in France. Yeah. I'm like, how did you even use francs? And I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, I'll have a hard time believing that they're not charging, that part of what the cost is, is to make those francs because who else is the fucking using them? And it costs money to make it costs money to make money. So I'm sure these countries are paying for their own. <laughs> right. And it, it's and that's where a lot of these countries discovered it, right? Because when the euro was introduced, that's yes. kind of when they discovered this exploitation scheme. Yes. And and they were appalled and they suggested <laughs> let's get rid of it, but unsuccessful. It's it's like it's unbelievable that to this day this is still happening. Yeah. That there's a that there's a, a nearly global recognized currency and then they're not able to participate in that and that that exchange you know the exchange rate and it's just unbelievable <laughs> I just I just and so nine is an obligation to send France annual balance and reserve reports without a report they get no money so if they don't send this report so France knows everything about them financially again we got information asymmetry Mm-hmm. So they need to send these reports to be able to tap into the money that they, it's their money in, in the bank. But do they know about what France is doing? Hell no. Is there a reciprocity of information? No. Everything about this is supremacy, coercion, and discrimination and exploitation. And then you have... Oh gosh. Yeah. Number 10. Yep. African countries in general are the ones that are less uh will less will with less um regional military uh, alliances. Most of the countries have only military alliances with non-colonizers, with ex-colonizers. Um so they can't even align themselves. They have to renounce entering into military alliance with any other country and less authorized by France. So they are not even allowed to protect themselves without France's permission. How can you be a sovereign nation if you can't protect yet? Now I have nothing against what's happening in Ukraine, but look at the difference. France is is all on board protecting Ukraine while they oppress, while they keep other folks from being able to protect themselves. Yes, Ukraine deserves, its borders deserve to be protected. 
just like every other sovereign country. But not these, these particularly African ones. And I'm sure I, I, I'd be, well, I wonder if it's, if, well, I guess it's not since they said these other countries found out about it through Euro because um, they would have found out when um, the UK left the pound. They would have found out when, you know, that's just interesting. I just, it's just interesting that in now, now, and this has been going on since the 50s. Right. Right. So 70, 70 plus years, basically 70 years. Yeah. Um, and the last one is obligation to ally with France in situations of war and global. So, so again, there's no equality. I need your permission, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I am, I am obligated to come to your aid, mm-hmm. but you're not obligated to come to mine. And it's so interesting, over 1 million African soldiers fought for the defeat of Nazism and fascism during the Second World War. I don't remember learning that in the history books. I don't remember hearing anything about that. Nope. Once again, they were, same thing when Black people came back from World War II and white people were able to benefit from the GI Bill and the Black soldiers were not. There's so many parallels of the erasure of black folks in history, globally. This is why I say anti-blackness is global. And yet there's, so people don't know about this. Like People don't know about this. And the ones that do are kind of like, well, you know, that's disgusting. And so it's like, <laughs> and, and, and so let's say this off the bat, we're not bringing this. This is one of these episodes where neither one of us is an expert. We yep. just reading. It was something I saw on, on social and was like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. And think about all the thousands of other things that we don't know and they're like this. That if it weren't for social, we wouldn't know anything about it. So this episode was specifically about if you want to just debrief it is yeah. is there's so much. And this is a question that that the white do rehab. It's it's always I, t- I need them to oh what am I missing? And it's so hard because there's so much that we don't know that we don't know. Mm-hmm. I never would have thought this shit was. I, I I wouldn't have dreamed of this in a lifetime. And this is what gets me gets me with. People who benefit from systems, institutions, and policies, while um, you know the few, and then that harm the many, is this whole brav- like bravado, this whole persona, like I know everything. There is so much that we don't fucking know. There is more that we don't know than we could ever know. And to have that stance, like there's, I don't need to learn anything. I'm is so disgusting to me. But it's required to maintain the systems, institutions, and policy rooted in white supremacy and anti-blackness because the more people don't question, and this is going back to DeSantis as we want to wrap this up. I was just going to say, nice nice full circle there. Yes, because because what's going to happen in Florida? 
He is destroying public school education. Those white folks who can go to, their kids are gonna go to private schools. Just like when, when, when Brown versus Board of Education happened, white people pulled those kids out of those goddamn schools. And that's why Catholic schools became so famous. And that's why private schools became so famous. Oh, not famous, but popular. Mm -hmm. Same thing is going to happen. The, so you're going to have a, a generation of young people in Florida who the most privileged, when you talk about college, going back to affirmative action, when we had that conversation a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. how can you compete? Everything is already unequal. Now it's, if you don't have the money, you are shit out of luck. You want how are you how not how are you gonna get in college? What kind of jobs you're gonna be qualified for? Because who the hell gonna hire somebody or work for somebody who's spouting this bullshit at scale? Again, that's another thing about these 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 reactionary. They don't. They think they're thinking long-term. It's the same reason what's happening right now with this goddamn abortion thing, with this overturn of Roe versus Wade. They, they, uh, they finally, the, they, the dog finally caught the bus and the bus about to run over their ass. Because for years you have not been listening to people saying that they want some form of, of, of being able to have an abortion. So you took it upon yourself. You thought you had to vote. You thought you had to whatever. And you realize once this shit is happening now everybody wants to wake up because that's the problem all these motherfuckers who are screaming now you could have been screaming before but it didn't impact you so you didn't give a fuck now this is impacting you now you got all the damn white women from suburbia coming out from all different um uh, ideologies um uh, voting down the um the ohio uh, measure of them trying to change the fucking constitution i mean trying to change the rules so that they it's all the same they realize the people with the most power and privilege realize that it is unearned <laughs> and they are doing everything in their power to fight for this shit. And Ron DeSantis is a white supremacist. He has demonstrated his disdain for black and brown people. He has demonstrated his disdain for anybody who does not, who is not hetero, cisgender males because he has no respect for women either let alone the lgbtq community and i've said this before and i'll say it again he is more dangerous than trump trump getting in the office he'll he, he's played around he know what he knows what he needs to do to fuck everything up DeSantis is, is definitely in tension with strategy. He has some deep seat. This is some deep seated shit for him. Trump shit, he used to be a Democrat, quote unquote. Trump just goes with the fucking win. Right. He's a showman. He is a goddamn reality star to his fucking heart. He's corrupt as fuck, but that's who he is. He plays to the base, whoever is paying him attention. He's that damn monkey that plays around, whatever the damn, whoever the audience is, that's who he's going to dance for. DeSantis believes this shit. And will do anything in his, and that's why my, uh, 
so happy. And I told people that I didn't think he was going to um, be the nominee because he's so extreme. When you have former polit polit Republican politicians being on the side of your the person you're attacking, Disney? Disney's not a great company. It, it's fucked up as hell. But damn, man, that is your biggest employee in the state. <laughs> yeah. But there's that bravado you're talking about. And once you go, once these dudes start down a path, they they, they cannot turn it back. No. That's, that's well, look at look at Musk. Look at X. Right. Like that's just a well. <laughs> just gonna keep on going. Like they, they, you're right. There's no admission. There's no humility. There's no collaboration. They don't have it. It's it's a muscle yep. that they don't have. Right. Yep. It's a muscle that they don't have. You just changed tweet and Twitter were in the fucking dictionary. Mm -hmm. You got rid of all that brand shit for an X that stands for fucking porn. Right. Which, which again, and just on such a whim, I mean, in terms of I mean, yes. the reports woke coming up out on of, a Saturday, did a, yeah. did a poll Saturday night, woke up Sunday was like, yep, it's changed. Mm -hmm. And it's a fucking regular old font. It's like, you can't copyright, you can't trademark that, but <laughs> all right. <laughs> I know there's no, we've said it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. So time to move into our final segment, which is why can't two bitches be joyful? And we can, Yes, we can, <laughs> we can. even amid all of this. Yes, we have to, have in, to. In, in the midst of all of this, it's required. Mm -hmm. So tell me what's your, what are you joyful about? What am I joyful about? I am joyful that I still have a couple weeks left of summer. I feel, I feel, you know, I, I'm, I love fall fall. I mean, I think a lot of people love fall. It's a great season. I love the leaves. I love the pumpkin everywhere. I love chili, you know, I love the cool crisp air, but I really, uh, I'm just excited that I have a few more weeks with the kids before mm -hmm. we have to get into sort of the grind of the school schedule. Uh, so yeah, that's bringing me joy thinking, okay, I got, I got like three and a half weeks left. So yeah. How about you? Me joy. Um, one, one thing I, I um, as you as you said, um, and I don't know if we so, so said it in the last episode, but I'm I'm got COVID, and I can tell you, um, I haven't shared this with many people. There was so much shame I had with that. It was like, wow, I spent three years of being safe of avoiding it, and I go on vacation. And I get COVID. And I really had to process a lot of that shit because there, there's so much about our COVID experience which just was not healthy. It was, it was just, it felt so much was is like you're out here on your own. And 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 I was not only was I felt shame, but I felt I was angry as well because I didn't realize that it was a surge going on because no one's talking about it. Mm -hmm. Had I known that, I would have been way more cautious. But because no one was talking about a surge and everybody was without masks and I didn't wash my hands as much as I used to and all that stuff. So I just felt like so alone and so like, ah, oh, like, like used. And 
what I'm joyful about is because the practitioners I have. I, I see naturopathic doctors. So my main doctor is an MD, but she's also a, 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 a naturopathic doctor. And she um, came in, right? You know, it was like, boom, you know, here's what you need to da 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 da, da. This is before I even got, um, um, I got um, diagnosed. And I had two appointments yesterday. I went to go see my naturopath. So I got some acupuncture and actually he popped back in. I've never heard of a, a rib head. Um, and it's a, it's a bone in our back that can, that connects the rib, but it's in the spine. It's in the kind of like the upper region between the shoulder blades. And he popped it back in. I didn't realize it was, I had been coughing so hard that I popped it out. And since then my coughing has, has been le much less. Um, and, and one of the things like my mom, she, um, when I was, um, you know, still had COVID and I was coughing and everything. And she was like, and I'm telling her I'm doing better because, you know, I trust my practitioners and everything. And she was like, oh, do you need to go get a lung x-ray? And I, that shit pissed me off because I'm telling you what my pr practitioners are doing. And mm -hmm. I had to let her know, I don't see doctors like you do. Yes, my doctor is an MD and I go see all these other practitioners. But I said, if I needed to have my lungs x-ray, my doctors just come pick me up and take me to get my lungs x-ray. I'm not, I'm not dealing with regular doctors. And I said, if um, and I knew this with everything, if my, cause I was here by myself when I had COVID, but if I would have called one of them and said, I need help, they would have either come here and stayed with me or taken me to their homes. And to know that in the midst of all of that shame and anger, I was feeling that was just like, ah, oh. cause I felt, it felt like personally, no one valued me. You, why, why wouldn't you say, hey, we're in a surge right now? You know, it's like no one values us. And so that's when I'm feeling joyful. Having those appointments, I had my regular doctor last Saturday, and then I had my, my um, chiropractor, my naturopath yesterday. And I felt the love. I felt taken care of. I felt that they cared about me. Mm -hmm. Well, I get it. I, I think a lot of us struggle with definitely no quote unquote closure, which it's an interesting word because again, it's not closed. I mean, there yes. is a, I just saw a ping on CNN this they had acknowledged the latest surge and the latest variants. And they're starting to find, talk, finally talk about it again, but it feels as though there was just never, everyone just kind of decided they were done. Yes. And whenever that was convenient for them and it's just, it, there was no resolution. There was no, I feel like Biden should, should have got on the air at some point and been like, okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to close out this chapter and talk about what it means and how we're tracking moving forward. And, and what you not. do if you think you have You COVID. can't get, you like, can't get free tests. You can't get free masks. Yep. You can't get anything. They just shut and everything I'm, down. They shut everything down. And I'm of the opinion that I think like, there's a great chance I could have had COVID this summer because I had all the symptoms and I yes. was testing mm -hmm. negative. And I'm like, these tests probably don't even work anymore. The variants. Okay, so yeah. that's okay. That's another thing. My friend yeah. had it. All her tests that she got have expired, yeah. and I I tested first with my nose. Um, I tested positive when I tested with my throat when I swabbed my throat. So mm -hmm. even the tests are, aren't even. So it's like, yes, yeah, someone should come on and say, hey, not to alarm you, but just like flu season, this is the flu variant. We we, we yeah. this is the chicken flu that's coming. That's when we're nobody's doing any of that. Right. Yeah. And there's, there's no, there's no centralized database. There's no, here's how you self-report so we can track data. I just can't believe that we couldn't get it together enough just to give everyone that after everything we've been through. Um, oh, this could be its own episode. Maybe we should do this for the fall as, as flu yes. season emerges. And 
anyway, but I, but I wanted to certainly acknowledge and validate, like, I can appreciate how you're feeling. I felt the same many times. And I also, the scarlet letter aspect of it, like yes. there was, there's a tremendous, yes. And, 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 you know, there's a tremendous, you know, assignment of, of meaning to getting COVID. It's certainly, and there certainly was during the, the surge, right. And what does that say about you? And what, I mean, it's, there's a whole, now that, I mean, let's be honest. There were yeah. some people there, they needed to be questioned because they didn't, your health is one thing when you're fucking impacting other people's health, that's something totally different. 100%. And had I known it, cause my whole thing is prioritizing the most vulnerable. That's right. Yeah. Right. What if you were going to visit your mom? No one, you know, like, you know, what if I agree? If I didn't come straight home from yep. the airport. Exactly. Exactly. And think about, I was at the airport with thousands, millions of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just, I, I had a lot of shame around that. Mm -hmm. um, but again, we always leave on a joyful note. And so yeah. that is, is the fact that I have assembled a team of people mm -hmm. who don't see me as a client or patient. Mm -hmm. They right. see me as family. Right. And that's the power of community, right? What you can't get from the systems, institutions, and policies that are supposed to protect us, yes. you have to forge your own communities. That and do that's what Black that. people have been doing forever. Oh my God! And I take that back. I, you know what's what's joyful for me? Them white folks getting their ass beat in Alabama. God damn it! Oh hell yes. Wait, I don't even know what this is. Oh hell! I got to send you the goddamn video. Oh my okay. God! <laughs> that right there. Let's tell the story right quick because I take that back. That is my joy when you just said that. That's so. Last Saturday, uh, this this episode will be shown in um. It will be in September, but last Saturday on uh, August seventh. That's our new fucking holiday. Fuck Juneteenth. This is our new holiday. <laughs> there was um. It was in in um Montgomery. There was a riverboat um. Um, thing and these white folks were in this pontoon boat in the way of this ferry trying to dock the cap the co-captain gets off and say hey you need to move this they blah 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 they're not gonna move he gets out trying to move it because it hundreds of people are on this fucking ferry right they start a fight with old boy why would you see this is what the problem why would white folks start a fight with a black man in front of hundreds of black people because you're used to doing this shit. They got their ass beat. This is what black people in the U.S., not just the U.S., but I have seen people all around the world talking about this shit. These white folks got their ass beat because for the first time they saw, don't, don't fuck with us. And this is when I say that shit's about to get wild because this is not the 60s. This is not the 40s when y'all was lynching people. Y'all can do that on an individual basis. But right now we got the internet. We, you should have seen the organizations when we saw that because it happened on Saturday, but the video didn't come out to Sunday. Out on Twitter, because that's what the fuck I'm going to keep calling it. You saw, And this is why Elon is trying to tear this shit. This is why he, Peter Thiel, this is why they're trying to tear this shit down. Immediately, you saw attorneys. Hey, I don't live in Alabama. I don't have a license in Alabama, but I'm willing to do research. Where's the fund? Where's the, where's the bail fund? The organizing happened quick as hell. That was the funny that and the, uh, the black man beat the hit this old white woman who shouldn't have been fucking out there fighting, but she was out there fucking fighting. Girl, he knocked that bitch upside the head with that white chair. Oh my god, it was a folding chair. Cause it, if I want to see the video, cause it was no joke. It was no, it was it was it could have got. But I was so proud to see black people come to this dude's aid. 
One black young boy, 16 years old, jumped from the ferry, swam across, and yes, girl, it was oh like something God. from Marvel. It was like something from Marvel. Yes. Yes. And this is what I'm talking about. White people are not used to this shit, and it's going to happen more often because we're tired of this shit. So that was the joke. Oh, my God. My aunts, and they're in their 70s. This is the shit they couldn't say and, and couldn't do. They're loving this shit. This is for the ancestors. This is for, oh my God. The black community is all still on fire from this shit. Because for the first time, white people got to see. All they had to do was move the goddamn boat. And it was like, first it was, it was like five or six people jumped him. And that's what it's, it wasn't one person. They jumped him. In front of all these other people, and then think that's the that's the audacity of whiteness. You didn't think all these black people was gonna come whoop your ass, and then they tried to get away. And oh my god, these black dudes! And it was so they came skipping, and they went on that boat and knocked. Oh my god! <laughs> and then they threw this one white woman in the in the. Oh my god! They threw her ass in the river. I can watch that shit over and over again. I mean, it was bad. It was bad. Oh my gosh! It was bad, but they deserved it. They fucking deserved it. I can't believe they're just sitting there in the way of this giant boat and just refusing just... to move. Not only did they refuse to move, they got up. See, that's why he came out because they, when he told, when asked him to move, they got up and left. Like we ain't moved and then left. So he was trying to move it himself. That is whiteness. And whiteness got its ass beat. And then white people are like, oh, I thought y'all don't believe in violence. Bitch, we ain't violent. It ain't us. We just responded. Right. So yeah, right. that was my joy. Oh my God. How the There's fuck did I be, get that I was going to say, I, Felipe, get ready. Felipe does it. editing. you got lots of links to put into this podcast description <laughs> this week. We've got recommendations on Netflix. We've got this. It's going to be a good one. A lot of bonus content, folks. Exactly. I love it. Well, this felt this was a great 20th episode. Like yes. we covered a lot of ground. <laughs> we managed to have some fun giving out yes. bonus content. Like yes. we're on fire ourselves here. And um, awesome. Yes. Well, I guess we gotta wrap it up because we have another episode to record. Yes. So. Well, we're laying the foundation for a future that is free free. Oh, excuse me. We're laying the foundation because I'm thinking about free, free that ass, beat that ass. We're laying the foundation for a future that is hopeful, authentic, and strategic in action. Will you join us? 